It's a good card at Warrnambool today. It's on a soft five track at the moment, but the weather conditions are fine. And to get a better update of the weather conditions, man who's playing at home, proudly wearing the black shorts, home ground advantage is a Group 1 winning trainer Dan Bowman who joins us to talk about his three runners this morning. Good morning, Dan. Hey, Dan. How are you? I'm really well. What weather? I just had a quick look at the, the bomb radar, and it, it says it's pretty clear. Are we expecting a, a nice day and the track to maybe even improve off a soft five? Oh, it's sort of an overcast-looking day, but not sort of any rain about. Um, oh, it'd probably get to a four later in the day, but uh, it'll be a genuine four. Okay, well, that's, that's good to know. Uh, you've got three runners today. Probably the most interesting of them is uh, our Sparkles. Uh, this filly, uh, I looked at her uh, jump out last start, and if you're going to back her today, you're not going to miss her in the run. She stands out because of her colour, but um, she was also very green. She wanted to, to run about a fair bit. That that latest jump out must have done her the world of good. Yeah, the first one, I think uh, that Rachel Samosenko's horse that won at Horsham was in it. And it trialled up really impressively. And we were just there for a day out, so she was quiet. But then the improvement into Mortlake was huge. Um, she trialled up really good behind Tony and Calvin, two-year-old that won at Geelong last week, this week, sorry. Um, and she'd improved again out of that. She did go to the races last Friday at Warrnambool and dropped the rider going the gates and was a late scratching, so that was a little bit of a hiccup. Um, but she doesn't seem to have taken any harm out of it. So hopefully take two today and um, we can get her in the back, round of the barriers and get a race into her. Okay, so she got that sort of uh, side in her. Were you, was that unexpected last week? Was it her fault or is, did you forgive her? Oh, it was just a number of things, you know. It was a first start, big crowd. She was last out onto the track. The rest of the field had gone um, and she just put in a couple of humps and... Um, the jockey fell over the front and then they, she just wanted to play uh, keepings off from the clerks and they couldn't catch her, so uh, they had to scratch her. Ah, so she's got that sort of side in here. <laughs> That'll be interesting. Um, so if uh, she gets to the gates in one piece, presuming that that should be uh, more likely than not, um, it sounds like you, you can give her a bit of a push there on debut. Yeah, I think she's a nice horse going forward. She'll be a really nice horse. Um as she gets older, she's still a little bit new, but her jump out's been good, her work's been good. Harry knows her, he trialled her at, at uh, stall. So if she can land in the first four, I think she can run in the first four, but um, I am mindful that she's a, she's a three-year-old filly in an open-age maiden. Back in, uh, if you played the underage uh, football years ago, they used to have an award for... Uh, uh, the most consistent. Well, I reckon if Typhoon Moon was playing uh, football, Typhoon Moon would get one of those awards because even though she hasn't won a race, um, she really hasn't been far away. She's never finished further back than fifth. She'd be uh, an advocate for the coaches award. She uh, trains the house down, um, but then gets to uh, game day and she's just a run below what's necessary to win a race just always finds one better or an excuse. Um, she just needs everything to go away. So hopefully the back to 1,400 wink is back on. Um, Melissa's done a little work, lot of work with her, so she knows her. Um, you know, hopefully today's the day. She'll win a maiden and probably a 58, but she's just hard to catch. Okay, she's at $5.50, about third favourite in the uh, second event. 
And you, the third of your runners is Moon over Alice, who's in race six, Dan. I'm, I'm, uh, I still can't believe the day she made her debut. And she, uh, well, I think it's fair to say she should have won that day. But the horse that won it was Flying Evelyn. And to see where she's gone to, and maybe from you now, to find out what's happened to Moon over Alice since as to where, you know, she, she hasn't seemed to have progressed or has there been reasons why? Um. Yeah, that was a bit sickening, that first start at Mooney Valley. Not often we take a first start at a town. Um, we had pretty high hopes, and uh, she's come up short. But um, she just didn't handle the straight track in her two runs there, so we just put a line through those. And first up this prep, she went terrible, absolutely terrible. Um, couldn't find any physical excuses. I could only put it down to the, the Geelong track's quite tired. It's had a lot of racing. Um, she was in tight. First run as a three-year-old against the older horses, 1,230. I probably just asked too much of the horse, and she wasn't ready for that. Um, so, you know, fingers crossed she can bounce back today. A wider gate I like better for her, just ridden a bit colder um, and get to the outside and go through her gears. I think will suit her, but um, look, just really want to see her run well today and then try and get her back to her own age. I, I did think as a two-year-old she would... She's sort of uh, borderline listed level against her own age and sex, but um, she's got to show us today that she's improved since that two-year-old season. That's probably my fear, that she just hasn't gone on. Yeah. Okay, well, good luck with uh, with her. Three runners, which is your best? Probably the first one. Uh, if she can run up to her work and her jump out and land in the first four, she should be, um, she should be threatening, hopefully. Okay, and just an update on be good to your mother and uh, perhaps maybe something that's uh, uh, not far away that you've you've got your eye on? Uh, he wrenched a joint at Flemington at the end of the carnival, so he's got another month still in the paddock, so he'll probably chime in um, after the autumn and possibly target a couple of races at the Adelaide carnival. Um, I thought Ocean Beyond was good yesterday. He was lucky to stay on his feet. Um, he just gassed at the 50 metre mark it was a nice race for him at the Valley in a few weeks um, right. and hopefully have uh, Fortunate Kiss back at the races um, mid-February to target some of those Phillies group races Oh, excellent. Oh, well, that's something to look forward to, isn't it? Well, good luck with uh, Be Good to uh, your mother as well. Uh, he's a part of the landscape, isn't he, here? So we want to see him back in firing as well. Uh, Dan, good luck. We'll look forward to seeing the, the grey flash in the first start off the day. Good for you. Thanks, mate. Cheers. Dan Bowman there with his three runners. Sounds like our sparkles is the, the best of those three, the debutant in race number one. Harry White joins us. Harry's going to have a look at both cards today at Warnable and Mornington, um, presuming that Harry's had a couple of late nights the last couple of nights getting through the form. And probably, uh, Harry, as I say, good morning to you. The uncertainty of what sort of track ratings we were going to deal with. You, you probably, if you're looking at the fields from Friday, uh, it could have been almost any track condition uh, possible uh, could have been on the radar. But uh, we're dealing with pretty good conditions now at Warnable Soft 5 with a potential upgrade. Yeah, good morning, Dan. Yeah, it was, it was that way on Friday. Um, I'm glad that it's sort of turned out to be uh, that soft five with the potential upgrade so uh, I think every horse will get its chance today and we get the conditions to suit we just had to tinker with the form a little bit just when we were more certain of what those track conditions were. 
Well, at the moment, it's a soft five. The rail's out two metres. Uh, weather conditions, as Dan said, uh, Dan Bowman, overcast, but it looks like it may well Im- improve anyway, potential of getting to a good four. And uh, we kick off the day uh, with uh, the uh, the maiden, the Matco Higher maiden. Now, in race one, the scratchings are two. Doc on Rad. Now, this is one, in th- one of three Bryce Stanaway train runners that were scratched by order of the stewards. So he, three of his uh, horses have been scratched, and uh, one of those is in the first. So race one, scratch two, or actually with the four as well, 12 gauge, the stable mate. So two and four are coming out of the first event. Number one, Amelfi Spritz is at $4.80. Monchevel is a first starter trained by uh, Danny O'Brien at $3.20. Andress number seven at $5, and number nine is our Sparkles at $4.60, Harry, for that opening event at Warrnambool, which is scheduled to start at one twenty. Yeah, I am inclined to stick with uh, number one, Amalfi Spritz. He returned gelded this prep. It jumped out really well prior to his first up run. That saw him going around as favourite first up. On face value, he was probably a little bit disappointing, but Matt Cumani did state prior to the race that he kept the horse on the fresher side of things, so maybe he wasn't fully screwed down. He maps the lead here. I'm happy to see how he is with some fitness. We won't die wondering because he'll race up front. Mon Cheval, that Denny O'Brien first starter you mentioned, has jumped out well at Flemington. Uh, he's favoured in the market. Andres, the local, hit the line well here first up over slightly shorter, indicating that she may be back to near her best after a bit of a lacklustre prep last time out. The campaign prior, her first campaign, was quite good. And our sparkles, uh, as you said, talking to Dan Bowman, has jumped out quite well. Certainly wouldn't surprise. One, six, seven, nine. One, six, seven, nine, race number one at Warnable. In race number two, um, Brian Salloway's runners were scratched from races one and two. The third of those is uh, Ransom, which is number four, uh, a late scratching. And the scratching times were 8.07 for each of those horses. Doc Onrad, 12-gauge Ransom, all 8.07, stewards order. So in that uh, second event, number four is the withdrawal. Now, some riders, number three, Money for Old Rope, Jared Fry. Number five, Bobby's Secret, Patrick Maloney. And eight is Rutledge's Cutting is Christine Pulls. The favourite has got an inspiration, number six, first up at $2.40, but only just ahead of uh, 11 Mingora at two sixty, and then Typhoon Moon at two at uh, $5.50, the third uh, favourite. Yeah, those top two of the market are probably the ones to beat. I'm with Got an Inspiration. Had excuses on debut last prep, so a bit of a forgive-and-forget job for mine. He returns gelded here. He's jumped out nicely in the lead-up, and to my eye, looks very well-placed. As does Mingora, uh, the other market-favoured runner who should really appreciate stepping up to 1,400 metres after a solid first-up run. Typhoon Moon, uh, I've batted up for a few times after a second placing to subsequent Sandown Guineas win a blue army three runs back. And I think she's been a little bit disappointing. But maybe today is her day. And then Money for Old Rope has jumped out soundly enough to prove competitive. 6, 11, 10 and 3. 6, 11, 10 and 3 in race 2. Race 3, scratch number 13, Mystery Eclipse. Uh, still a rider unavailable for number 1, Ain't a Doubt. Those uh, Bryce Sanaway runners, they were scratched, Stewart's order, but it was because of no available jockeys that we understand. And there's still two horses without riders. So race three, number one, and race four, number three, are still without uh, a declared rider at this stage. So in the uh, third race, 
the scratching is 13. Favourite is odds on here, number six, Finance Choice at $1.85 resuming. Eight Pocket Rocks at $5. And Harry, edgier as well in the market, number 11 at three seventy. Yeah, look, I don't love the price, Dan, of the favourite, but I am with Finance Choice. I've liked a couple of jump outs leading into this prep. Um, a first up debut placing behind a horse called Darsand Mill last campaign, I think is the right form line for a race like this. Edgy era, led here last start, stuck on well enough. Back to a thousand should prove ideal. Uh, also, Andrus and Mingora came through that race. So we can get a bit of a gauge when we see how those horses go in races one and two. Pocket Rocks ran well enough first up, should be all the fitter now. And then Winter Pinter might just be the best of the rest. Six, eleven, eight to nine. Six, eleven, eight, nine, race three. We're previewing Warrnambool, where the track is rated as a soft five rail out two metres with Harry White, and we're up to race number four. The scratchings are four dodgy, one, eight, bad influence, and nine, firebase coral. Four, eight, nine are out. Uh, the rider of seven, Amira Bella, Patrick <coughs> Maloney, and still no rider for number three, which is young Lucas. Number six, Adeline, at $3.30, heads the market. Uh, at $5, 10 in Yangani. Uh, 14, Fermity, second favourite at 360 12, Parafield Gardens at $6. And uh, Rivenardo, number one's at $5. So Matt Kamani with a strong hand here. Yeah, and again, Dan, it's sort of hard not to agree with the top five, four in the market. That's sort of the trend of the day. Nice races, but not a lot of meat on the bone. I do think any... Of the four in the market here could probably win the race. That said, I'll go with the favourite, Adeline. Uh, so far in her career, loves coming second, but the form around her is rock solid. I just think that this is the right race for her to be first past the post. I also like that she's third up and has had the benefit of a run over this trip last start. She probably does get back in the run, uh, so we'll watch for her late. Fermity was solid first up behind a smart winner and should appreciate the rise in trip. Carbon copy story for Inyangani, solid first up behind a smart winner who looks uh, half decent, potentially city class. And then Rivenardo, the other one in the market, looks next best. Certainly wouldn't surprise. Fairly even race. I'll go 6, 14, 10 and 1. 6, 14, 10 and 1 from Harry White, race 4. The first leg of the main quaddy, race 5. The scratchings are 3, 7 and 8. The rider of nine, Vesnina, is uh, Patrick Maloney. And uh, one is Pentai Spirit at $4. Number two, Hendricker at $5.50. Four, Nickajon at $3.50. Five, Trenchant at $12. Six, Bundle of Fun is the favourite, $2.70. And Vesnina's at $12, a field of six. Yeah, well, only a field of six, Dan, but um, still a competitive race. I still think we need to have three horses in the first leg of the quaddy. Uh, my on-top selection will be Pentai Spirit. Has to lump top weight, but I really liked his effort uh, last start at the Valley. Just loomed up to win and maybe peaked a little bit late on the run. So um, while this is a competitive field, it does look a little bit easier than that race. Uh, and I like the drop back in trip. So the one on top, Bundle of Fun, number six. Closed off well in a good form reference race last start post-freshen. Uh, big yes to stepping back up in trip now. Nickajon has only found one better in two runs since swapping stables, so the change of environment's done him a world of good, but he is seven and he's a bit of a perennial place getter. Still has to go into the quaddy for mine. And then Hendrika probably looks the better of the remaining runners. I'm happy to omit that horse from my quaddy numbers, though. One, six, four, and two. One, six, four, two in the first leg of the quaddy. 
race six at Warrnambool. The scratching is number three. It's uh, Mr. Vine M hitting the market, number six at $2.70. Four sixty for number seven, Bold Manor. And McKeever is at $3.40. Favourite jumps from the outside barrier. Yeah, I'm thinking Miss Divine M just wins. She's above this grade, negates three kilos off her back with a claimer riding and strips fit a second up. The obvious knock is that she hasn't won for a while. I think she strung together her three career wins in 2020. Um, but efforts in strong grade all thereafter is really good. I just don't think she gets a better chance to win than here. Bold Manor coming off a fresh and goes in for second. She's in her right grade, maps for the run of the race, parked just off the speed. McKeever, number eight, was pestered in the lead when first up favourite at the Valley, so probably ran okay considering. And then Philip Starr is racing well, but he needs a firm track, as in probably like a good three situation. And I think he's still vulnerable at the back end of 1,200 metres, so might be best over 1,100 for mine. Race six will go six, seven, eight, and four. Right, that's the uh, sixth event on the card. Uh, race seven at Warnable. There are no changes. This is the time-honoured Karoit Cup, and there are no uh, scratching. Seven runners. One is King's Fall at seven dollars. Two, Mr. Cancun at two fifty. Three, Dubai Dominion at seventeen dollars. Four, Intellective at three fifty. Five, Glassy Miss at three forty. Six, Nordic Symphony twelve dollars. And Caraggio, the outsider of the field, number seven at sixty-one. I'm going to be brave here, Dan. Mr. Cancun um, was my best bet last time we raced here. He was narrowly beaten in the Woodford Cup uh, by a stable mate. I'm happy to dive in again today. I think he'll be winning this race. And as I said, I'm confident enough that we can go one out in the quaddy. Intellective maybe some sort of danger. She generally always runs well in this sort of grade. Is a mile specialist, so just has to stretch slightly to the 1700. Glassy Miss and King's Fool are the other key hopes for mine, but... It's just for a minor money finish behind Mr. Cancun. Two, four, five, one. Two, four, five, one. It's actually one of my rules, Harry. When I tip something a best bet and it doesn't win, I will not tip it a best bet next start because they keep uh, keep getting you win, don't they? So you are brave, and uh, I hope you show that it's uh, it, it, it will get the cash, Mr. Cancun, because he is going really well. Yeah, fingers crossed today, Dan. Um, thought the horse was unlucky not to win last start. I don't mind your rule, but... Um, Hopefully, I can uh, buck the trend. Yes, I've got faith you can. Uh, the last on the card of Warnable, the scratchings are two, Southern Native, seven, Cyclone Tim, nine, Sly Corner, 12, Mahia, and 13, Rose Tiara. And uh, number six, Thunder Point, is $2.25, but it's not the favourite because Bold Bourbon is number eight at $1.95. So with those two at those prices, they clearly dominate the market in the last. Yeah, it does look to be a race in two. And hopefully at this point in the afternoon, we've had a few winners and we might just be having a bold bourbon. I'm with the horse. Has jumped out really well leading into this prep since coming across from New Zealand after a solid debut win across the ditch. Um, I just think he's the one to beat and the market reflects that. Thunder Point is the only genuine danger. Um, so can go into the quarter for a bit of insurance. The form around him is good. I just wonder if he's looking for a little bit more ground now, third up. Knock, knock, looks the standout for third. The market reflects that. And then guaranteed is probably just the best of the rest. Eight, six, three, eleven. In the last eight, six, three, eleven at uh, Warnable. Okay, the overall uh, look on the program, your best bets and plays and quaddy. 
Best bet, uh, race seven, number two, Mr. Cancun. Value, there's not a lot about. So race one, number one, Amalfi Spritz at around $5 will have to do. Quaddy, fairly skinny today. First leg, one, four, six. Second leg, six, seven, eight. Third leg, we stand out the two. And the last leg, we trim up as well with numbers six and eight only. Play of the day, uh, there's a couple of shorties around my best bet that I'm keen on as well, uh, both ridden by Damian Lane. So we'll call it the D-Lane double. All up race two, number six, got an inspiration into race eight, number eight, Bold Bourbon. All right, sounds good to me. Uh, and you said it might be the nice way to finish the day as well. Um, take a break, Harry, and on the other side, we'll run through the full card at Mornington.